Welcome to the Madeira Tribune Podcast, sponsored by Pacific Metal Fab. I'm your host, Nuga Sega Brenders, with my co-host, Tyler Takeda. And today we have two special guests with us. Uh, first, we have the Madeira Coyotes girls soccer um, head coach, Cameron Hill. And we also have the Madeira South Stallions um, girls soccer head coach, Ramon Delgadillo. But first, we want to get uh, right into um, Coach Hill and, of course, his season so far. I know we have playoffs coming up. Tyler, do you want to go ahead and uh, get uh, Cameron into um, the tribute or the podcast here? Hey, Coach, how's it going? Uh, pretty good season going going on, especially coming out of COVID and getting those quick workouts. And now it seems like it's it's a uh, I don't want to say smooth sailing, but smooth sailing in the sense of knowing when you have games, knowing when you have practices, and everything's going going on to the end of the season. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on the pod. Um, yeah, it's been one of those things that's gone quickly um once we got started i felt like okay we we had our schedule and then we're like okay we had to revamp it a little bit but um once we started training the games have been coming fast played a lot of games in a short amount of time um and we've been uh lucky enough to not have to cancel any games or anything like that so um, the season's been, and from that standpoint, it's been well. It's been going well. I think the, the girls really have enjoyed themselves, um, the, you know, kind of sense of normalcy, and uh, so it's been going pretty well. How uh, how excited are you to see playoffs coming around the corner? And it's exciting. It's always an exciting time of the year um, to get to go to playoffs and you know you play that elimination tournament um, where anything can happen, and that's what one thing that. I, you know, telling my girls is that um, once we get in and we were playing, and I think that we, um, although our record doesn't reflect it, I still think that we um, have a have a real good shot for Division Two, and uh, just happy to to get that shot to to play. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm glad you brought up the um, you know the bit about your record because um, I mean, when you look at the record, you don't really understand you know who you've been playing. I mean, what your first maybe five, six, seven games of the season were against. You know some of the top Clovis clubs um, in the area. So, what can you say about just you know stacking your schedule, you know, with good competition, and then of course, you know, how do you think that plays out for you, um, you know, come playoff time? Well, a little bit of that was forced, and we're talking we're back to COVID stuff. Um, we were not supposed to uh, originally we were going to play those teams, but because of our county restrictions, we could not go into. Uh, Tulare County, Kern County, or Kings County. Um, so then it was basically we had to play Fresno County, and then in Fresno County, we already have some of those teams in our league, and then there's only the Clovis schools left pretty much in the Central, so basically the whole track. Um, so that was kind of uh, forced a little bit. Um, at the same time, there are some schools that we could have played maybe, um, but I think we get more out of playing tougher competition. Uh, we ended up going um, one win, four losses, and one tie against the track school. So it uh, wasn't the best in sense of record, but we learned a lot about the team, uh, got some good experience. And um, and I think the girls know that you know, those, those teams are tough and we're kind of battle-tested. And we kind of do that yearly where we, we play against some tough teams to hopefully um, get us ready for playoff time. Now, you know, I was at that um, Clovis High game there's a home game, and um, of course, the Cougars walked away with a 2-0 victory. But um, and I think we spoke about this after just the um, tenacity and the grit that you know your players showed there. 
Um, you know, what can, what can you say just about, um, you know, the mentality of, you know, these coyotes this year and um, how do you think that will bode for you, especially, you know, these last couple of games here? Um, yeah, it's a, I've mentioned it before, it's an older team. It's the oldest team I've had um, in terms of seniors since my first year of Madeira. Um, we ended up bringing out one freshman now, but um, at the time we didn't have any freshmen on the team. Only had three sophomores that were junior, senior heavy. Um, and so the, the team, they had that kind of that fight in them. Um, we have some competitive girls who don't want to lose, and um, they'll, they'll do what it takes. And um, defensively, I remember that night especially, I thought we defended it so well. Um, I guess a very good team. We made it hard for them. We didn't have much of the ball, so we weren't defending a lot, but we defended well. Um, because I think the next game they battered the team they played like 10 nil. So, um, it's one of those things where I thought we, we defended well and, and the girls, they're not going to, they're not going to give up no matter what the scoreline is. What, what I like is as the year progresses, um, some of your, your girls start getting into roles and, and, um, now it seems like you have one of those go-to scores because I remember talking to you before, the defense was pretty good, but you were trying to find your score. But now you're starting to get those players that are stepping up to be those goal scorers, those go-to players like uh, like Mata and uh, Pinion and and there's one other that I'm thinking of, I think. But uh, you know those those players are stepping up to be those scores that you you kind of count on. Yeah, and the thing, I mean, it's a sad thing because uh, Mata actually is she's pretty interested out the rest of the season. Oh. Um, we're hoping. For good results, but um, she is out. Um, she ended up, ended up getting injured in this in our first round against Sanger. Um, but yeah, we've we've had some girls who have kind of stepped up a little bit. If you, you know, Adela, um, Atiana Pinon um, have scored some goals for us, some important goals. Dana, um, Adriana Dana has scored some important goals for us, and so um, we just have to uh, manufacture them a little bit differently. Um, but I think that we're, we're, we're getting closer and closer. We're, we're fighting that identity that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through some formation changes and uh, went back to one, came back to a different one. We, we switched it around, but we're pretty much set now and kind of told the girls we're not going to change anymore. We're going to go down. If we do go down, it's going to be playing this way. And um, So now I think the, the roles are set and they know what's expected and what to do. And uh, I, I, I totally agree there. I feel like that's how the game should be played. And, um, of course, unfortunate to hear about uh, Mata's injury. Um, I will say, I mean, she against Edison, she scored probably the best game, or best goal, I should say, I've ever seen in person. And I've seen, of course, Fuego games. I've seen Fresno FC, things like that. But, I mean, the amount of skill is just... I'm still thinking about it, and it's crazy to me. Uh, what can you say, Cameron? I know uh, we had a conversation about that. Yeah, and I've watched the video, and it was just, like, still spectacular because she's, she's more or less a left-footed player. She put that on her right foot. And so, um, I mean, it went top corner. Nobody was saving that. Um, and just, like, she, you know, she got the ball. She took it. I mean, played a through ball to her. She took it inside, and the other girls kind of stepped to her, and she just hit it with the right which I would say was her weak foot and just hit top corner. And it, it was an amazing goal. It's one of the, yeah, like you said, it's one of the best that I've seen. Um, especially since my time in this, my sixth year in Madeira, I think it's the, has to be one of the top ones that I've seen. I think um, it's Sal Rodriguez a few years ago had, had a banger um, that she hit top corner. 
um, as well. But I, I think this one was definitely up there. And Cameron, so I've always thought of the CMAT for both boys and girls soccer is basically like playing football in the NFC, what, NFC East. Basically, you guys beat each other up. Because, um, I mean, yeah, Edison a couple of years, you know, kind of established themselves at the top team. But even like this year, Bullard's at the top. But I think all you guys are kind of collectively at about the same level that anybody could beat anybody on any certain day. And that's even more true now with COVID and stuff. But I think um, just the, the the level of play in the CMAC is pretty, pretty intense. And, you know, you guys can beat anybody on any given day or get beat by anybody on any given day. So just tell me about what you think about the uh, the play of the CMAC in general. Oh, yeah, so like you said, like, Bullard's been kind of, uh, sorry, Edison's been up there. Um, I think they're two-time champs now, um, or two times in a row, well, third time because of the co-championship, but they had they had some stats come through. Um, they still have some stats left over. Um, but like you said, anybody can beat anybody. It's all about matchups. It's all about who's coming to play that day. Um, even the worst, you know, the quote-unquote worst team in the league, um, can give the best team, can take them to overtime and beat them or, um, you know, the, the best, you know, the team that's second from bottom can, can beat the best team. It's just um, how it's always been. I think that it's so close. And even some of the games where you might see it's a 3-0, victory, 3-0 win for somebody, it could have been like, hey, they scored a goal with, you know, they scored a last couple of goals with a couple minutes left, like our game last week against Edison. Like it um, – it was five to two. I mean, it was five to two with the final, but it was two to two with uh, twelve minutes left in the game. And so we were going toe to toe with them, and then they scored a goal, and um, we kind of dropped our heads, and then they scored another one, and then um, you know it, it kind of went downhill um, at the very end. But there's still that that sense that hey, it was close. We could have had you know the third goal maybe, and then we are up three to two, and then we don't know what can happen. So. Um, all these games are like that. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we talked a lot about, um, of course, um, the senior class that you have, um, the leadership that you have this year. Um, what about, you know, your next class coming through? Um, at least from my, from my perspective, um, I see Madison Barba as one of your um, leaders, of course, right now, but of course, someone that's going to come through as a senior next year and lead in that regard as well. Um, can you talk about that next group of girls that's going to kind of take over the Coyotes and, of course, um, you know, hopefully lead you to a title next year? Yeah, I think there is a good group. Um, they've played together a lot, too. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned Madison, Barba, who's um, she's on that trajectory that's rare for us um, of a player playing Frost, JV, and then straight into varsity. Usually, um, girls who play on varsity, they probably play JV as a freshman. They come straight to varsity or they might even skip um, skip those steps, but usually we don't our frosh program. Um, but she came in with a loaded class, and she just worked so hard. And now she's a you know first person on the on the sheet kind of kind of player. Um, but that just comes down to her hard work. Um, Shayla Potos, who's actually been out for a while, who will be back um, this week. Um, she's a big player for us. She started pretty much every game last year as a sophomore. Um, so she's another leader. Uh, Sam Ruiz has been starting in the back. Fernanda Garcia. Um, those girls are all um, some of our top girls. And Alvarez, who's, who scored goals for us. I mean, they're all coming back. Um, 
all big character, um, good kids, hard workers, and uh, uh, that's just some of them. But we we have, I mean, there, there's a good group in our JV team right now. Um, they won the CMAC. They're I think 13-1-1 right now. They only lost they only lost one game. That was to Clovis North. They tied Buchanan, beat Clovis High. Um, they beat Bullard twice. They um, beat Clovis West. So they basically played our same schedule in our 13-1-1. Oh, wow. What I like about that is that they're developing those the, the mentality of beating some of those top teams like Bullard and Clovis and them. Hey, uh, coming towards the end of the season, I know coaches do this. So kind of where do you see yourself in the playoff line? Um, do you see yourself seated four, three? Where do you see yourself seated? Um, Max Preps, I think, has us at seven right now. So we take care of business tomorrow versus Memorial. Um, I don't want people to hear this, but when we play Memorial, then we have Singer, which will be a big Division two game on Thursday night. Um, and um, I see us, if I'm just like saying what teams I think are better, at, uh, I think I see us as like a five seed. Um I don't know if we'll get a five seed, um, but just looking around and, you know, the teams that we've played, you know, comparing, you know, you kind of do the compare score kind of thing and see who they've beaten, who they've lost to. And um, I I think we're still one of the top teams in D2. Um, And I say five because of our record, but I I still think that when it comes down to it, um, you know, us, I think Madera South, um, Sanger, all the CMAC teams, you add in the Ranchos, um, we all we all play good teams, and we all know how to play, and we we kind of been there before. So um, I think that because of the tough schedule that we played, um, I feel like we'll we'll have that good chance to to do well. But I see us in the middle, hopefully a home game, and then probably traveling the rest for the um, quarterfinals and semis and the finals. Well, yeah, one of the things you want to stay out of is to be that four five seed. Because you win one game and then you're set on the on the road to the top seed and that's kind of hard to be. And but uh, uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that the the league kind of or the committee kind of sees the the teams that you played with all those D1 schools with Sanger and then even getting one win and a tie against those track schools that should kind of help the resume out a little bit. So well, yeah. we'll you never know what those crazy people in those committees do and how they seed everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's always you always feel like. Um, they don't really uh, know. I mean, they can make excuses here. They can never see games and, and that kind of thing. And I don't think they ever do. But um, even more so this year, it's going to be kind of like they might just go straight off of Max Preps because <laughs> there's not a lot of head-to-head. I mean, you can go score comparison and yeah. lead comparison a little bit. But I think um, they might just go straight computers and we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, well, um, I think that's all we have for um, Coach this evening, and um, I'm sure Tyler and I can share the same sentiment here. We're very thankful for Cameron um, that he's joining us, and uh, I know he's got a lot of uh, prepping to do for the last couple of games here this season. Um, Tyler, do you have any last thoughts? Oh, no, hey, good luck to you with the rest of the year, and, you know, we'll be following as much as we can and, and supporting those Coyotes. All right, thank you, guys. All right, thanks. Thanks again, Tyler, or uh, Cameron. All right, and now we'll take a short break and then bring in Madera South's Ramon Delgadillo. All right, so um, just uh, my first question here, um, can you kind of talk about, you know, how the 
you know, season progressed. I know it was, you know, a difficult start, you know, with COVID and everything kind of starting and stopping and things like that. Um, can you just talk about, you know, how your girls kind of got over that and then how the season went on? Well, we started a little bit uh, slow because uh, before they shut shut us down on 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 December, we were like, I think we were like in good shape and ready to go. But then once they stopped it and then uh, when we came back, everybody was flat and it's been a whole year without doing anything. So it, it, it was really hard to get the girls motivated to start playing. But as the season's going by, they have been improving and they've been fighting really well. They're getting better by little by little. You know, I've, you know, got gotten a chance to, you know, cover some of your games, Ramon. And it seems like, you know, a lot of your forwards, you know, led by some of your seniors, uh, you know, Maciel, just one of the few. Um, can you kind of just talk about, you know, you know, your girls' effort up front, you know, your leadership, you know, from your seniors? Uh, we had really good leadership in in our, some of our seniors, and they're, they're motivating the kids to go beyond uh, our practice. And it took a while before they started getting it, but now they're, they're really motivated, especially like yesterday against Sanger. Uh, Sanger, the first round, they beat us like 5-1 yesterday. We were winning for a while, and they brought their heart out to to perform. And we only end up 2-1, two, two so... Well, what can you say about, um, you know, just the motivation, um, you know, within the team? Do you have, you know, a certain leader, um, a girl on the team that, you know, rallies the troops, things like that, or is it just a collective mindset? I think it's just a collective mindset that they're, they're little by little, they're getting, like, more into the hang-up that, yeah, we're really playing. Because uh, it was hard at the beginning, like, they were not prepared to play. They were not like self motivated, and they. So it's, it's a huge difference between the winter and the now and spring. I mean, they they didn't even took it serious until, as the time guys has been going on, then they they go, oh, for real? Now we're playing for real. So I think, as a group, they started believing that it's true that we're playing. Now, what can you say about, you know, just the, you know, the change in, uh, you know, the weather and the season? I mean, you go from, you know, playing in January, you know, the springtime to, you know, almost seems like it's summer, at least these last few weeks. Yeah, it's very draining a lot for the girls. They're not used to play uh, during this weather, especially after being one year off or without doing no activities and then come out and play on the heat, it, it really gets them really, really tired really quick. They they cannot perform at the highest level. Even that in the past, they've been playing travel, to play, travel, but it's not the same when you go from school ball to travel. So you're in condition and you're able to perform. But this year was different because... Uh, you didn't do nothing for almost a year, or and then you come back and and try to work out on this heat. It, it's very draining. Uh huh. Now, 
talk about, you know, the season coming to an end here. Um, you know, what's the focus heading into playoffs? You know, Cameron Hill spoke with us um, briefly about, um, you know, it being single elimination. You know, soccer is a sport where um, on any given day, you know, any team can kind of come out victorious. I mean, so that must give you some confidence in just the fact that, you know, your girls can go out there and, you know, do something special. Yeah, I definitely believe that uh, you can be the best team in the whole year, and then you can be the last one at the end, and you can always be the team. Uh, anything can happen in a game. And like I keep telling the girls, it only takes really the last four games. It takes four games. You win four games when you go to playoffs, and you can be a Valley Championship. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we just have to go one game at a time and focus, and hopefully we can win our first round and keep moving on. Now, Ramon, we spoke, um, you know, in the past, maybe a few years ago about, you know, your own um, time on the pitch, you know. Um, can you talk about that and, you know, how that kind of leads you in terms of coaching the girls? I mean, I'm sure they must ask you a lot of questions about, you know, when you played and things like that. Yeah, uh, this. We keep ask, we just trying to keep motivating them about the way play. It's a little bit uh, harder to explain the way uh, men play to girls. Uh-huh. So I try to find the right words to show them that if they do the drills with passion and energize it of your practice, then that will be a reflect of your game. So that's pretty much I try to teach him that the way you practice, that's going to be a reflection of your game in the future. So. Mm-hmm. Now, what about, you know, moving forward into next year? I know the season is still going on here, um, still not over yet, but, you know, what can you say about, you know, your next group of leaders? You know, I spoke with, well, Tyler and I spoke with um, Cameron Hill, and he mentioned that, you know, he's got a young group of girls that are, you know, are ready to take that next step. You know, what can you say about, you know, the Stallions? I I have uh, I have about 11 returners. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have 11 returners uh, fresh from freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. The, they will, uh, I think they will accept the challenge, and we, I think we can be ready to perform a uh, good season next year. Mm-hmm. And lastly, before I let you go, Ramon, um, what can you say about, you know, just some of your uh, best experiences so far this year? I know we spoke briefly about just some of the ups and downs, you know, you and your girls have faced, but um, is there a certain moment, certain game, a certain goal that kind of stands out to you so far this year? Well, uh, being able to compete against uh, the top teams like uh, Bullard, and against Sanger, they're really good teams, and be able to hold them down and and play them really well, especially like with Buller. We our girls been fighting really hard, and it was just like a two, two to one, and it was just small little mistakes that we did. And yesterday, absolutely with against Sanger, I mean we got the lead, we were winning one zero, and it didn't go our way, but. The heart and the passion that the, the girls put in, 
that's that's priceless. Uh, I think that yesterday's game was amazing. All right. Well, that's all I need, Coach. Um, you know, I appreciate you joining us on the Madera Tribune podcast. And, um, you know, like Tyler and I, uh, you know, say all the time, you know, we really appreciate, um, you know, all the coaches and all the athletes, what you do, and we really enjoy covering you guys. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate what you guys do for our kids. That's amazing what you guys do and all the hard work and all the hours that you guys have been working hard for our kids. Well, uh, I appreciate, you know, your sentiment, Ramon, and um, hopefully I get to see one of your games uh, here coming up soon. All right. Thank you so much. I want to thank Ramon Delgadillo for coming in today. He's a, he's one of those great guys that, you know, you want to see succeed. I've had the privilege of watching both of his daughters play soccer, so that's always awesome to see. Hey, next week we're going to continue on this little soccer theme. We'll be, we have scheduled – we never know what the schedule looks like, but we have scheduled to come in. Madera High School, Madera Coyote head coach Nick Landeros, Madera South head coach Enrique Garcias. Hopefully we'll get them in live, and we'll see if they're wearing smiles on their faces or with frown because you never know what the playoff seedings are going to give them, whether they're happy with it or sad with it. We'll find out next week. In a couple of weeks, we'll also have Madera Coyote's uh, softball coach Judy Schaubach, who's got plenty of stories to tell from her 1,000 games coaching the Coyote softball team. So we'll see you next week with the head coaches for Madeira South and Madeira Boys Soccer.